And then I realized when I was in court, I, I like I missed it and that I was happy that even if I, you know, my, my career was really short and, and even those five years, I could literally out of those five, I played three because I was injured. It was really tough. So, um, but I was like, I can still, you know, give back and I can still put that passion I have tennis for teaching others and make others successful. That'll make me, you know, happy, yeah. you know, and you know, maybe doing another job that may, may give you more money or not, but that just make me happier. And just to be out there, you know, burning some energy too. Like I just need it. <laughs> Welcome to the Amazing Tennis Podcast. Today we have Gabby Paz. She's a great friend. She's a great coach. Um, somebody that her background is amazing and there's so many things that I could name, but I'm just going to say a few things and then we're going to start a conversation. So she was a top 200 WTA. Um, she has total of 10 career titles. She was top 10 junior ITF and a junior US Open finalist, which is amazing. Um, she's currently uh, running her own academy and she's very, very successful. Uh, she has a big influence on social media where she has uh, over 50,000 uh, following across her platforms. She's influencing the world with her um, amazing coaching and um, today I'm really really excited to learn how she does it all um, what are some of her secrets to her success and um, we're very happy to have you on the podcast Abby thank you so much happy to be here and and catching up with you and you know and sharing our, our secrets <laughs> yeah sharing secrets to success you know we can start right away um how do you define success? Like, what does success mean to you? Does it mean, you know, like something in your, um, you, you know, what you're doing with your business now? Or is it um, something, something else? How do you define success? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's not really like, a, you know, a measure of, say, how much money I make, or, or, or how far I can get it. For me, it's like, you know, building something or having a goal and being able to kind of accomplish it, right? So like, you know, I mean, in tennis what was was like that, um, setting a goal, you know, finishing the year in the goal, in the ranking that I wanted or, or winning a tournament, that for me, you know, was like a, a success. Even if it was like a small one, that like means everything. So like right now, you know, in, in my life, obviously my life is different and really the main thing is for me to like be happy with everything I'm doing. That's that's part of the success for me. But what really brings me that happiness of what I'm doing is, um, you know, setting up goals, feeling like I'm doing an impact on other people, um, achieving achieving my goals gives me, makes me feel, you know, successful. Not, like I said, not necessarily it's about money or it's about fame or about anything. It's just, you know, achieving my personal goals makes me feel very rewarded and happy. No, that's awesome. And that's so interesting. We're actually starting off this conversation awesome because the goal of my podcast actually is talk uh, to influential people like you, successful people like yourself and um, talk about that. Talk about that fulfillment in life, how to find balance in life, how to find... Yeah 
you know, that happiness to life because we are living very, you know, we're, we're living busy lives because we're doing so much, especially as an entrepreneur. And then like, how do you actually, you know, manage all of that? So that can be the next question is like, how, okay, well, let, let's start over. Let's start over because um, let, I want you to tell us more about yourself, you know, about your playing career, um, how you started. I'm very actually interested because I don't know that about you. Okay. Um, how you started, you know, tell us your tennis journey. Yeah, so yeah, I started was really random because my family, nobody played tennis. Um, I was used to do gymnastics. I was not the most athletic back in the day. And then I just got bored of doing gymnastics and I crossed the street where the tennis course and I was like, I want to try that. And my parents were like, oh no, let's not even buy her a racket. She's going to try it and she's going to quit. And so, yeah, they brought me to a clinic, a free clinic that they had on Saturdays. And I was like already hitting every ball. And the coach was like, oh, she has a lot of potential. You should put her in lessons. And they were like, no, 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 no. And then anyway, <laughs> kind of how it started. And after that, I literally didn't drop the racket. Like I was playing, you know, going on the wall, uh, playing with any adult. Hey, you could want to play. And they put me in some clinics and lessons. And then I played my first tournament and I lost badly. And I was like this is not going to happen again. Like I got to beat everyone. So, so yeah, in Venezuela I was, you know, I started to win at in, in underage uh, at 10. Um, I was eight and I started to win all the tournaments and it started to go really well. I was number one in like tens and twelves. Um, and then kind of at that time when I was around 11, 12, that's when we decided to come to the U S uh, because of my tennis career, but also the situation there wasn't great at the time. And so I came here with like a tennis scholarship and, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of how the journey started. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So then you moved here. Did you go to college here or, or no? Yeah. So I, I played pro and I still did my, uh, my online uh, degree through online through FIU. Um, okay. So I have a, a psychology degree. Oh, that's awesome. How did, does that help you in the coaching aspect the psychology part do you use anything from that how does that yeah help? yeah 100 i mean i always knew i wanted to study psychology because it's super interesting to me even now i'm not studying but i still i'm reading like tons of books like it's really interesting for me um you know just to understand behavior i really love like uh psychology and like adolescence and, and, you know, because they're going through the most changes and they're kind of learning who they are. And I love to help them find out who they are and for them to be happy with themselves and successful, whether that is being a pro tennis player, going to college or doing something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So you played, you played pro for how long did you play pro for? Uh, so I turned pro when I was 15. I mean, I, I, the first pro tournament I played, I won it which was like a 10K back, and I was 15. Wow. And so my parents' uh, economic situation wasn't great. And so that tournament already, I decided to turn pro because, you know, we needed the money and I was like, this is what I want to do. So, you know, that's when I turned pro pretty much. And then I had to retire like officially when I was 20. Uh, really not a very long career because I had a lot of unfortunate injuries and things that were completely out of my control and yeah so five years pretty much yeah, give or take so you're, so you're tired pretty 
pretty young and then but you made it you you were very successful and then I see um that you you played for Fed Cup too correct yeah yeah that was that was an awesome experience because I couldn't really leave the country because we were in process here as immigrants and I couldn't leave my the country my whole junior career and mm -hmm. then the pros only the last year I could leave so so that last year of my career where I was coming back from an injury uh it was really I was like I really want to play Petco for my country because this is gonna be you know a great experience so and I loved it it was mm -hmm. amazing you know being able to I haven't I hadn't gone back to my country since I came to yes and and it was really meaningful you know I met a lot of the players there it was it was awesome no that's awesome um so then after that did you get into coaching immediately? Did you, can you tell me more? How did your coaching career start? And then how did you start your business? Yeah, for sure. So um, right after I stopped, I mean, yeah, I had a, I had a tear on my shoulder and I, I when I finally decided, okay, I'm done. Uh, I wasn't right away eager to go back into the court and coach. I was like, I want to see if I could do something else away from the court. So, I mean, I did finish my degree. Um, I, did a, I did real estate when I just finished for, I would say, a year, year and a half. Uh, and then it just kind of, people started contacting me in the tennis world, like, hey, you know, there's this girl, could you, could you coach her? Could you coach her today or tomorrow? And then that's kind of how it just started happening. It was like, it was pulling me back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't want to go back. But it was pulling me back. And then I realized when I was on court, I, I like I missed it and that I was happy that even if I, you know, my, my career was really short and, and even those five years, I could literally out of those five, I played three because I was injured. It was really tough. So, um, but I was like, I can still, you know, give back and I can still put that passion. I have tennis for teaching others and make others successful. That'll make me, you know, happy, yeah. you know, happy. and you know, maybe doing another job that may, may give you more money or not, but that just makes me happier. And just to be out there, you know, burning some energy too. Like I just need it. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand because I'm kind of similar like you, you know, like my pro career wasn't that long, unfortunately, because of a lot of different reasons, like you were saying, but, you know, and then first I didn't get into tennis immediately, but then later I was like okay let's do it and you know then I really realized okay this probably was meant to be this was my calling and I really the more I do it the more I coach and the more I'm in this industry I feel like you know it, it was really meant to be like you said to impact the others to share your experience to share your passion for the sport you know so um, yeah. and then um, you started um Right now, do you have an academy? Because when I was on your website, it says we're not a tennis academy. <laughs> because uh, so is it an academy or is it, I read yeah. a little bit about it. It's like smaller yeah. groups. Yeah, so it's it's like it's a it's not a usual tennis academy. It's more like a private tennis academy. So mm -hmm. we most like private coaching, uh, like semi-private. And we do have small groups, but we don't have... Um, you know, big programs like the academies where we'll have, um, you know, tons of kids and stuff like that. Everything is very 
personalized and say I have a group of four, but I'm with them on court. And I just really want to make sure that everyone that comes to us, you know, is well taken care of. It's improving. They're, they're, you know, they're happy. Um, you know, I don't want it to feel like, you know, they're, they're, they're passing the time that, that, that's not really fun for me either. So that's, that's so important because I feel like nowadays, we have a lot of, of those academies, the big ones, you know, and big names. And um, but what we need is what you're saying, you know, more personalized to show that you care. And actually, even when you make groups, they're smaller groups, but you're you're there, you understand. So that's awesome. And I also I also saw that you coached uh, really um, some really big names to on tour, like uh, Amanda Anisimova. Did you coach her as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Amanda since she was like three years old because her sister um, play. She's a little older than me, but in my generation. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was uh, you know close with her father who unfortunately passed. Um, and yeah, since from like twelve to fourteen, uh, I was helping her a lot. You know, her father was always involved in her in her coaching. But yeah, I was coaching her a lot, and in that time also I was coaching Lauren Albanese. I coached her for a full year, full time, and uh, they would also practice together a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Amanda had really, you know, was incredibly talented. She's already 13 years old. She was already playing or beating, you know, players who were already in the top 200 in the pros. <laughs> she was 13. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And she's doing really good now, too. Um, yeah. And um, I see also you have, I mean, amazing resume like you have in only those like few years that you were on tour you have wins over top 50 players like Pliskova, Sloan Stevens, Allison Risk, Christina McHale, Madison Brangle. I mean it's amazing you know like it just shows like the, your quality of tennis unfortunately you were not able to play more do you ever do you ever wish you were on tour again? Because this, you know, a lot of people ask me this question too. And yeah, do, you, do you wish you were playing? Uh, I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't wish I was playing right now. Like I'm super happy with my life right now. I don't wish right now. I maybe wish I could have played maybe for a little longer, have the chance to actually reach, reach my full potential because it was so, so short. And I was top 230 in the world at 17. Um, and then I had a terrible injury that literally put me away for like a whole year. Um, so I was on the road to, you know, I was beating all these players and I was on the road to being, you know, top 100. Um, and then I had, you know, not only that setback, but many setbacks. And so I just wish I could have done it for longer and maybe it would have been so traumatic. <laughs> But also, it's made me who I am. It's made me the person I am. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think I, I don't regret it because, you know, it's made me it's made me stronger. Yeah, I don't I don't think we should we should regret anything. You know, like everything everything in life happens for a reason. In my opinion, you know, yeah, you're, you're meant to be here. Uh, that's what you know. For me, honestly, like it was tough when I just stopped with with my pro career. I'm like. Or maybe I should play more. I wish I played more. And, you know, you have these thoughts, obviously, which I'm sure all of us, we have them. But, you know, but then you got to be in the moment. You got to be in the present. And what can you make the most out of this moment, right? Yeah, for what, sure. You know? 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I struggled right when I retired. I would say the next three years, even though I was coaching and everything was good, I struggled a little bit because obviously you see, you know, players who you've beaten going, you know, on the top. But but then, you know, there was no point of, of regretting anything because, like you said, everything happens for a reason. And, and you yeah. know, I learned to accept everything and really kind of embrace it. You know, all the, all the hardships I had to go through, you know, make you who you are and 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 you just gotta be grateful for that you know exactly yeah grateful I think it's a very it's a very strong word and it's a very important word because we really gotta be grateful you know for yeah. all the experience that we had because they made us the person that we are now right you're a successful businesswoman in your industry right now and all of your tennis experience your background has brought you to to this because you you would not be as strong and as, as, as tough as you are right now. So, you know, I really, um, um, I want to talk more about like, you know, I, I want people to listen to this podcast. Yes. Um, listen to other people's stories, but also like your advice, like some of your advice on. Um, so I have a few things. I have a few questions. First of all, do you have any help? Like when it comes to um, when it comes to your business, like I do have other coaches, or you're doing everything alone. Um, I mean, I work with my husband. He's like the the other coach. So I mean, he does have his students. I have mine, um, and then we do have you know coaches that help us. You know, when when we really need help, um, sometimes with new students, we have coaches. But I mean, for the past year, it's really been. Um, you know, a lot of people want me to, you know, be on court. And uh, so it's hard. So sometimes, yeah, a lot of it, it's, it's, uh, it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they come there because of you, because you're, you're the brand, right? But yeah. uh, um, did you ever think about like, um, coaching other coaches underneath you, like coaching them your ways and um, having your, um, you know, um the coaching philosophy like have you ever have you ever yeah, thought of that that's super interesting yeah I've thought of that um because um you know I feel like you know there's definitely and and there should be more platforms where where coaches can get more informed about you know about you know just get educated in in, in new drills new techniques things that are working um that are not because I feel like there's not enough of that you know Nowadays, I feel like anybody can really grab a racket and go feed balls. Um, so that that would be a, a, a great thing to do. Um, right now, really, you know, the, the people who help us, um, you know, they're close to us and and um, and we're not really, you know, teaching them. Uh, our, I mean, I'm trying what I can, but I'm also on court, so it's difficult. But yeah. that's a that would be a cool thing, you know, where, where you have a bunch of coaches, you know, with the same philosophy doing, going in the same direction, because I feel like it's important, right. For a kid to, to have a clear path and, 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 and a clear, okay, exactly what they need to do with their technique, with their footwork, where everything needs to be at. Yeah. I mean, for sure. You know, like, I, I think that every coach should have their own style. Right. But if you're on the same team, you should have the same coaching philosophy. You should uh, teach the same things, right? Yeah. But in yeah. your own way. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's that's an idea for you. Yeah, uh, no, that's 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, me and my husband, we've been really blessed because we have such a similar styles of coaching, like literally the same. We're like, oh my God, you think the same about this? Yeah, me too. We really don't defer on anything. So usually I'm like, you know, I'm very comfortable with my students training with him and he's training with me, with mine, uh, because yeah, we have the same philosophy. So that's, that's cool. So talking about the philosophy, do you have something you go by? Do you have your coaching philosophy? What do you, what do you go by? I mean, it really depends. So I'm very, like, I would say I'm a very, I'm a very flexible, like open-minded person. Um, so I, I like to very look at the kid and make a plan for the student that I have, because sometimes I'll have a player who does better with certain things or performs better with uh say well say maybe i get a kid who needs a lot more technique so you know i gotta make a plan for that maybe i have a kid who has great technique but now we need to move into the next stage which is that they need to move like much better so obviously my my main things are like technique has to be really well already by you know 10 11 years old the technique has to be pretty much founded so they don't have to think about that anymore and you can really move on into the footwork stage because that you really have to develop that early on. And I say that from experience because I was not a very athletic person and, and I worked so hard in age, like age 12, 13, 14. And, and at age 15, I, I was really quick on the court. So I was a really good mover. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's the main thing. And obviously, you know, I, I'm big on psychology also. So I, I do like to have them perform under pressure during practices. I like to see, you know, when do they break down? What do they need to work on? And I'm really tough. So everybody that comes to, they know that I'm tough. You know, I'm like super nice when you get to know me, yeah. but just before you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be in the court with her. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah so um i mean i was i was kind of uh raised like that a little bit and so um you know i do like to educate them also and 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 have respect on the court um so yeah but really i make a personalized plan for my students depending on where they're at and like i said i'm flexible because some things work for some some things don't work for, for others obviously the basics there are basics that have to be there um but you know if you have a tall player you can't make her play like a shorter player that maybe play more spin like it's just you know that those kind of things no that's great um it's funny how you said that because like you look you look so sweet right but like nobody would say like that you would like be mean on the court but uh, I feel like us also as female coaches we need to have that authority on the court we really do because if we don't then they take advantage of us, right? Because oh, they think we, we're softer, we have that softer side, right? Yeah. And that authority, that respect, um, it's just like, it goes yeah. out of water. So we really got to be tough. As female tennis coaches, we got to be tough. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my opinion. Obviously, it's all about finding the balance, right? Yeah. You know, with some kids, with some students, um, players you can be a little more tough with some you yeah. can't you know you have to and I think I think um, all the good coaches have that you know have that they're able to adapt right they're able yeah. to adapt like and change 
You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, I think for male coaches, it's a little bit easier already um, with the authority part, just because, you know, you have a younger girl and there's a tall male and it's just yeah. already, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's just also because there's not as much female coaches out there and, and maybe they're not as used to seeing them. But yeah, it's super important to make sure that they have discipline from from early on. Obviously, it depends on their goal, but you know, anyways, you know, you gotta be respectful. You gotta have discipline on the court. You gotta try your hundred percent, and um, and you know that that's that's the goal. Yeah, I mean for sure, you know, like, but it's interesting that you say that uh, about female and male coaching. I mean, that's the whole. I feel like subject on its own like talking about males and female coaching why do you think there's not that many female coaches out there yeah I mean I think that also I mean females I feel like girls who play on the tour and stuff after I mean you have kids and that I admire you for still being on court and working and doing all this but I feel like maybe when they have kids and stuff they don't you know they don't want to be on court as much they kind of they, they don't have the passion for it maybe as much um and I think for for males it's a little more you know this is it's more of a viable career path I feel like for for girls you know sometimes you know women coaching a, a, a boy it's it's maybe you know sometimes not as common so mm-hmm. I feel like you know it's more normal for a male coach to have both genders yeah. um but I that it is changing a lot in the past years and I mean I think that we're both doing a really good job um and uh I mean you know we get we get I get messages all the time from from girls who want to improve and want to train and and uh and I mean that's cool you know to have that impact no yeah um that's another thing I want to talk to you about I feel like this this podcast is not going to be enough we have to do another one um I uh, um so you are very um, active on social media, uh, on Instagram. Uh, we both are. Um, so Gabby Paz, is that your hand? What's your handle? Is hey, this- Gabby Paz, yeah. So everybody follow Gabby Paz Tennis. Um, um, and you grew your Instagram and it, it's amazing. Has that helped you, helped you with your business? Have you gotten more clients? Um, did you get more opportunities just with, with everything? How has that helped you with your, with your um, career? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's helped me a lot. I, I didn't really, yeah, I did it really because, you know, I wanted to, to, you know, provide more information for players, parents, uh, coaches, and, and, you know, for people who really looking to, to improve overall. Uh, but yeah, it's been really, it's been great. Cause yeah, like I said, I got a lot of messages from players. I've gotten a lot of players to come train with me that, uh, that I've been able to help a ton. Some of them come here for a few months. Some of them live here. Um, and it's been awesome. You know, it's been awesome. Um, I've gotten to meet like great, other great coaches. I feel like more people now know the work that I do. Um, you know, sometimes people know that you're coaching somewhere close by or, but they don't really know you. They don't know the way you coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been great. No, yeah, I think, I think it's such an amazing opportunity, you know, how I started and why I started was because most of my lessons and everybody it was word of mouth. Right. And, um, yeah. it was growing. It was good, you know, but I'm like, okay, 
I think I can grow more. You know, I need to put myself out there. And, um, you know, two years ago, I, I started with my social media and it, it, it's amazing. So many opportunities. But the, what would you, what advice would you give to another young female tennis coach that is working out there, grinding, doing so many hours, but she wants to also try the online business and also wants to like get on social media and promote herself more. What would be your advice when it comes to posting, when it comes to editing? Because it's a lot of work. How do you do it? How do you manage everything? Yeah, I mean, I I do a lot of it myself. I do. I'm like really savvy with the online stuff, like with all the everything. Like literally, I can make a website in in a few hours. <laughs> so um, that's. I wish um, I could just make my website too. <laughs> you know, savvy with that stuff, and sometimes I get lost in it, and I'll start. I'll be there for like five hours, and then my husband's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Oops. But, um, yeah but um but yeah I mean I edit my own videos I have an app on my phone and and that it doesn't really take me that long to do that but I do have some help in terms of like you know posting every day because sometimes I'm on court and I gotta go back eat maybe take a power nap and nap and come back out so I don't really have time to think oh did I post today so I'll have some help in those areas and um and yeah just about you know when I started um you know, I, I asked for some advice and people were like, you just got to be consistent. You know, if your content is good, you know, people relate to it. You'll be able to, um, you know, to, you know, to get to get the the impact that you want. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I'm a very impatient, impatient person. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it's been, you know, constant also having a little help as help. So I kind of don't have to even think about it. Sometimes I don't even you know, go on my Instagram for a day because I've worked all day and, and it's fine because, you know, somebody's helping me with the posting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been good. You know, it, it kind of growing by itself. Obviously, I have to record the videos and um, but, yeah, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I have a little time and then I'll do it. It really doesn't doesn't take that long. But would you, you know, now, now it's a little bit different because you grew um, on Instagram and you're successful but when you're just starting out, it's not as simple. Um, you have to get over that hump of like a certain amount of followers where it's like going yeah. slow and then it starts going fast, right? It's yeah. Like, so, so, and then once like you reach, I, I don't know what, then I like that, at least it was for me. Then it's just like, it's happening on its own. I don't have to worry about the following part. Yeah. I have to worry about the content. Do you, do you recommend to, uh, to record videos like you go one day and then you do a few of them in a row or you kind of like do it during the lessons and how do you do it? Do you mix it up? What would you say was the best way? I, I do both, honestly. Um, sometimes I'll, I, I usually on the weekend because I, I don't have time to actually do many during my lessons. I'll do sometimes during the week, be like, oh, okay, this is a cool exercise and I'll record it. And, and that's good, but then... You know, I mean, I can't really do that much because obviously I'm working and um, it's hard. But so, yeah, I'll go out on Sunday. <clears throat> My husband does videos as well. So okay. I'll kind of help each other and, and we'll I'll get like, you know, six, seven videos um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I'll, I'll space them out and and pose them. Yeah. And how do you 
how do you come up with new ideas? Do you find it challenging the more you are posting? Because sometimes I'm like, okay, like just coming up with new ideas because you guys stay on top of it, right? Like you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. A period of time there that I was like, oh my God, like I've, I've literally like posted everything, but no, I, I, I don't know. It just also now that I have a little bit help, sometimes I'm not even thinking about it and it will just come to me. Or sometimes okay. I'll go out there on Sunday and I have no ideas. I'll get on the court and the ideas will come to me. And of course, throughout the lessons, I, I do get ideas from the mistakes I see that are, you know, most common or, or, you know, I'll watch a girl play a match and I see things that are happening that, you know, that happen often. So, mm -hmm. so that helps a lot. Yeah. You probably will agree on this, but um, I feel, I feel like right now we can get so many ideas too, also from other coaches, right. Um, online. And then, and then you can take it and kind of like put it in your own way. You know, um, that's at least what I do sometimes. You know, I see a great idea, something great, and I try to, like, make it in my own way, um, right. which, you know, because tennis, at the end of the day, it's not really a complicated sport, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's pretty simple. So, but there's some cool ways that you can find to get to that specific player and help them out with you know yeah. a different drill or a trick or something you say so they visualize it and it clicks in their yeah. head so I think yeah. it's like the variety is so important and that what like challenges me that's what I love it's like coming up with new things or seeing other people do something like oh my god that's so cool oh maybe I can try this you know yeah um, yeah yeah Sure. I mean, and I, I, I have done a few like uh, psychology tips here and there, um, but I definitely want to do more of those. It's just, yeah, it's been challenging with the time and everything. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's important. I feel like there's not enough education on, on that psychology aspect, you know. What I to agree. Think. There's not. Yeah. So, so yeah, I want to do that. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, you should do that more. I really would love to see that because... Um, such an important aspect you know in tennis you know at any level at any level because I coach you know from recreational to uh, professional and it's so important even on a recreational level you know it's yeah it's, but like you said I don't see that actually online much I see drills and ideas and mostly the same stuff but I don't yeah. see that and since you have all the experience with that I definitely think you should yeah. do it yeah and I'm going to do that more for sure. Um, yeah, just, yeah, whenever I find the time, um, I, I want to get into that more. Um, okay, I'm not going to keep you for much longer. I want to just give you, um, I just want to ask you a few more questions. Okay, so these are all more like personal questions. Do you have um, like a morning or night routine, like, or like something with your nutrition, exercise, meditation, or reading? You know, I feel like, most of the successful people have kind of some kind of routine you know in any of these aspects do you have any of those um so uh, with with the nutrition I wouldn't say so unfortunately <laughs> I would like to <laughs> I mean luckily my husband cooks so that's really good so that's what he makes <laughs> I wish my husband cooked <laughs> uh, yeah he cooks really good too so uh, you know so that's nice. Um, I try, um, I mean, so 
it's hard being a tennis coach, right? Because you're so physical, you know, your body sometimes, I'm like exhausted sometimes, my muscles are exhausted. So I do try to work out and like two, three times a week. And sometimes I will, a week go by, I'll be honest, and I didn't have time, but I do notice that when I'm on court and I, and I do have that, those workouts strengthening, uh, I feel much better energy wise, nice. uh, you know, when I'm running to balls, obviously for injury prevention, I mean, I'm still hitting, I'm still really active. So I feel so much better. I try to get that in. I've, I, I do yoga sometimes. Um, I'm not going to say it's in my routine, but I try to because, you know, I don't stretch as much as I should. And so with the yoga, it's a little bit more fun and I can also kind of meditate. I feel like it relaxes me. So I've been doing that more. Um, but yeah, I think meditation is amazing. I mean, I used to do that more when I was playing. Um, and my husband is big on that, actually. He like reads books and, and sometimes I'll, I'll get to the room and he's like meditating and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've done it with him now a few times uh, because I, usually my brain is going like, I mean, like a million miles an hour. And before I go to sleep, I'm like, I'm still like thinking and I'm still going crazy. So meditation, I think that is something that we should all get in our routines, you know, at least before you sleep. Uh, because the brain doesn't stop. I mean, in, in, in this in this era now with the social media and, and just with all the things that you do, I mean, I have like right now my tennis business, I have the, the other business I was telling you about that we'll talk about in a minute. And then, so I'm constantly, you know, thinking, thinking, thinking. So that's... Yeah, that's I agree with you 100%. And wait until you have kids too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as much as possible before that. That you know, yeah yeah but i'm sure with your personality you will be doing it always you know um for me meditation is really hard i want to get into it because i hear a lot of people are telling me to do so yeah. but i've tried and it's i've, I've never succeeded um yeah. so i really <laughs> cannot turn off my brain i cannot yeah. no, i know so, i know there are ways and i really want to do it i really want to yeah. do it no, for sure. There's this challenge. I mean, and there are a few apps or even on YouTube yeah. uh, that you have like a 30 day challenge. And first day is literally just like five minutes or you just try to quiet your brain, relax your muscles. But yeah, there, there's been studies like after those 30 days, like your brain changes, um, changes a little bit and you notice you, you are more relaxed. It, it definitely does work. Um, I yeah. just, it's, just, it's just being committed just like anything else, right? Because exactly. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have time for this, <laughs> but no, it's, it's you know, for, for me, like uh, when somebody honestly says, I don't have time for this, it just, it doesn't mean that it's not that important to them. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, and you know, you're so busy, right? And I'm so busy too, but like, you're going to find time what, what's important for what's important to you. And it's so important to take care of yourself of your inner self, right? Because that way you can be the best, your business with your family. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you know that, I don't know if it's nutrition, I don't know if it's meditation, I don't know if it's exercise, whatever it might be for you, you know, you have to know what it is for you because that way you're gonna be better in all other areas in your other businesses, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, when you learn to be disciplined, just about that. I mean, it's simple, really. You know, it's five minutes a day just to just to meditate, and yeah. it, it does change a lot of things. 
a lot of things in your life. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do besides, um, I mean, I know, but uh, what do you do besides, uh, besides your tennis business and the social media? What other business do you have? Yeah. You so, yeah. Recently, I mean, with my team, we launched a brand of bags that's called GP Sport. So it's Game Point Sport. Um, and that's been obviously taking a lot of my time, but it's been super exciting. You know, we've been growing. Basically, they are... <clears throat> I mean, I always struggle with the bags, right? Because I don't want to carry like the big bag anymore. I'm on court. And I notice a lot of people have that same, you know, if you're not a pro, you know, that needs like six rackets, you don't need the huge bag. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I wanted to make something that was also like super stylish, elegant, that will last you, you know, you know, a long time um, that, you know, that is sun resistant. So I created this PU leather um you know, bags, I have a duffel, there's a tote, there's a backpack. Um, and, and basically, they're super functional. So, you know, they have tons of pockets, so I don't have to just throw around my stuff. Usually, you put the racket in the duffel and put the towel, put the clothes, put everything and you can find anything. Mm-hmm. So I have pockets for everything. They have an insulated pocket for the water, for the sweat clothes, for the sweaty clothes, for um, they have for the shoes, a different compartment. They have for the keys, you can hang the keys so you don't lose them. And then all of the all of the bags have a separate compartments for the rackets. So so it's not mixed up. So yeah, that's been super cool. I mean, I love the bag myself. Like I've been wearing it already for, for like six months, I would say, and it literally looks exactly the same. Everybody asks me about it. <laughs> and so that's been so much fun. Yeah. No, I I must say that I love the bag. And- <laughs> Okay, but it's funny that I did not know that was your bag, you know, like, and I just told you this when we talked and I was, you know, I was going to a court and I did a picture. Um, what does it say inside? Hard work, resilience. And determination. Determination. And determination. I love that. Um, I love the quality and yeah. I, I love the quality. I love the look. Everybody, like you said, is asking about it. So now yeah. I can say, but so it's not Gabby Paz, it's Game Game Point? Yeah, Game Point, yeah. Right. It's Game Point Sport. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, I love the bag too. So I'm really, I'm really glad you love it. Yeah. I, I'm you know? I'm really excited. I know it's gonna, you know, I I I think it's gonna go, I think it's gonna go great because you know, anything that's that's that has quality like that, and you know. And it, it looks it looks very nice and stylish. I really like. <laughs> what is your? Do you have a goal? Do you have a vision? You know, like I feel like uh, we all should have either short term goals or long term goals, or have some vision that drives us every day that, that gets us out of bed. It's not like just another day. Okay, like okay, I have to do this and I have this on my to do list. But like, what is? Do you have any goals? or you have any vision for personal or business yeah yeah I mean personally I I definitely want to have kids you know in in the next year or two um and yeah hopefully that will happen that would be a huge blessing um and then I mean this is still obviously personal but in, in the business side like I said I I 
you know, would love to see, you know, my visions come to life. Like, you know, my back company, I just love being able to, you know, design something and see it come to life and see people love it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people are buying it, they're wearing it. That, that's super cool. You know, I'm trying to send the message through the bags. You know, a lot of the writings, um, you know, a lot of the other slogan we have is confidence without limits. You know, I want, you know, somebody to feel confident, you know, even if you're not, but you, you feel confident when you walk out with that bag on court. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's obviously a huge goal. And then, and yeah, with my coaching, I mean, um, you know, it's tough. I do work a lot of hours, but uh, yeah, I would just like to keep working in tennis. I think I'll never, I mean, not never, but I, I don't want to stop coaching anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, just uh, really my goal is to keep impacting, impacting these girls. I mean, you know, I've been coaching for already like 10 years and, and I have girls who are coached for a long time and now they're in college and they still come back to me all the summers and, and, and they call me from their colleges for advice in their life, in their tennis, in their matches. And I haven't seen them in like six months, but they still call me. And, and that's super cool that I can be a mentor for all of them. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a psychologist. I feel like I'm a life coach. I'm a tennis coach. I'm all of this for them. I'm a role model. So You're an author. you write books, yeah, you design yeah. bags. I mean, what else you don't do? It's like yeah, the list just keeps going on. You know? No, just yeah. love but it. I, yeah. I do all the stuff, but I do, I do also find time, you know, I mean, with my husband, I have a dog and and I also, you know, my family's close by, so we always go visit them. So that's a really cool balance that I have. Like, yes. you know, I was doing all of this and I wasn't happy in my personal life. Really, all of this is also because I'm happy and I kind of do it for them too with them. You know, it's like a fun adventure just because, you know, that's, that's you know, cool. If I was, you know, it's tough to do stuff. It's, it's only for you. This is more like a, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I have a big support and I have other people who are helping me as well with, with the brand. And and so it's cool. And, you know, so your success is theirs. You know, theirs is yours. It's, it's, it's cool to do things like that. So, no, that's awesome. I love it. So my final three questions and you kind of answered, you know, one of them right now as you were talking, because I feel like in life, no matter where you're at and what, uh, you know, what uh, career where you're going we're all trying to find some kind of balance in life right like I feel like life is about that so like my question for you was how do you find your balance but you just responded to me you know by being yeah. with your family uh, doing all of these things that you can balance out you know the work and you know so yeah. I don't know if you want to add something more to it but you pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much like, I feel like the whole point of life is just to be happy and, and I say that to everyone, like, I'm just like a very peace person. Um, and I, everything I do, like, I want to feel happy. You know, I want to, I don't like conflict. I feel like we have one life and like, what's the point if you're not happy, if there's something that's making you unhappy or something that's causing you too much stress, then that's not the way, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I recently, you know, had to make some decisions and stuff and, and, uh, you know, just, just to make every decision based on what's going to make you happy, you know, because like we have one life and that's also why I'm embracing all this stuff. It's like, you have one life and, and you do what you want to do, pursue your, your passions and, and just be happy with like the people you love. <laughs>
Yeah, no, that, that's so important. I love that. Do you have someone you look up to that motivates and inspires you? Mm-hmm. Interesting question. Oh, um, I got you with this one. Because, yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> no, it's okay, because I, I think I would have to think about this question, too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, my parents are a huge influence in my life. And, you know, I mean, I, I look up to both of them in different ways. Um, you know, as a person, I mean, I do admire, I don't have somebody in the top of my head right now, but I do admire like women entrepreneurs, you know, women's, women's that, you know, CEOs that, that, you know, that are, that are big time who, who, you know, you know, being a female obviously is, um, uh, it's tough when you're doing your own business, whether it's in tennis or in, in anywhere else. So, so, you know, I admire that, um, that that like the hustle the the toughness that they have to the the perseverance really um because anything you do you have to do be perseverant and sometimes that's not the easiest thing you want it now or you want it like tomorrow <laughs> so so yeah i admire people like that i mean some tennis players also but but yeah. i don't have it at the top of my mind right now no but that's that, that's fine because i i don't think i i could give a name either because but I feel like we're so um, similar uh, with our thoughts, you know, like what you just said, it's the same, the same for me too. But at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like it's finding that, like you said, the happiness and the fulfillment, not about just being successful, being an entrepreneur, being a CEO, like, or being this good example. You want to be a good example, right? You want to inspire others, but you don't want to actually suffer. You want yeah. to inspire them by showing them that it's possible to also be happy and also work and all of these things, do yeah. all of these things, you know, yeah. because we could be working, inspiring others, right? But we could be miserable, you yeah. know? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure, for sure, um, yeah. You, so you, yeah, you got to find that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, and for me, it's like your motives got to be, they got to be in the right place, yes. right? Yeah. Like what? for doing this for doing this business or for for teaching or whatever you know if you you know I get some girls who are confused about what they want to study and they're like well I really love this but then this is gonna make me a lot of money but I don't know if I love it it's like you know when you get to this point it's like you just do what makes you happy with whatever that is if you'll do what you makes you happy and put your 100% in it like you'll be successful that yeah. for me yeah success, yeah you know so 100% I agree with that like Obviously, sometimes we can be like, okay, well, quit school and go do this because this makes you happy, you know, and there's some things you got to do, right? But if you're not, but if you give your 100%, like you said, into what you love, you yeah. will for sure be successful. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, it, but it doesn't happen overnight, you know, like, yeah. like, was, like those followers and the following, you know, it's like, now you're like, <laughs> Why is it not going, you know, like, why, why, why? But, you know, you're consistent. You're doing what you love. Like, you're not thinking about the, the money or the fame or this or that. You're thinking about what you're actually doing, right? Yeah. And, and all of this other stuff, the money and the fame and the success, and then that comes and it falls yeah. into place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, like, I don't, I don't love, like, the fame stuff <laughs> like I'm very kind of personal um with my life like you know on Instagram I don't like to post that much about my personal life 
because I feel like that's mine, <laughs> you know, and, and like, you know, before when I was younger, I would maybe post more about things, but, um, but, you know, it's like, I don't need to be showing that, um, you know, I like people to get to know me, but, uh, but I, I want to find a balance, you know, with, with yeah. my private life and stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, it's like, like I wrote in the back, right? Anything you do with hard work, your, you know, your determination yeah. and your resilience, yeah. you will, you will find success and success may mean different things. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Final question is, it's nothing special, but what uh, books or if you could pick one book or a podcast that you like um, or two or three, what's your recommendation? Mm-hmm. That is a good one. A book for a podcast. Oof. Um, I would say a book. This book kind of changed my life in a way. Um, it's called Peaceful Warriors. Okay. It's by, by Dan Millman. He, he has a lot of other books <clears throat> that are super cool on like, on like, he, you know, he was an athlete and on like inner peace, also meditation, how to perform better, but how to live just a happier life. And so the Peaceful Warrior one is amazing because it's like a story. So it's not like a teaching book or anything. It's just a story. Uh, but it has so many teachings on it, you know, on like perseverance, forgiveness, um, and just how to live more, live in peace which is what we all want to do <laughs> we're all so, in pursuit of that yeah yeah so yeah that i would say that i mean that's always at the top of my list okay i like that i'm for sure gonna get that book now because you influenced me to get that book <laughs> oh, perfect i wasn't trying to but yeah that is no truth. but like but this is what it is about right like what influenced you what's your experience and then if i want to take that advice or somebody else they can take it if yeah. I don't want it I'm not but I'm interested you know yeah so yeah there's actually a movie about that the peaceful warriors there's actually a movie I think you can you can really watch anywhere and that's from the book and so yeah it's this gymnast who was like the top to qualify for the olympics and he kind of uh, breaks his leg and has has a major setback but then he meets this guy who's kind of guiding him and coaching him but but not really like training him in gymnastics but coaching him like mentally on how to be a have mm-hmm. live a better life be more present be more better mm-hmm. human being and and so obviously in result then that you know makes everything better in the sport as well yeah. um yeah so that one is super cool that book peaceful warriors and also by him journey the journey of socrates both of those are one of my favorites <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I'm really, I'm looking, I'm reading right now. Um, a lot of people have recommended the Atomic Habits. Okay. I just started last night, but after two pages, I fell asleep <laughs> because I'm so tired at night. And that's the only time I can read a book. And like, what do I just start closing? I'm like, well, you know, slowly I'll get there, you know? Um, but yeah. Let um, me know. You know how that one is. Yeah, I'm always looking to to read something i mean it's hard but but it's it's better to read <laughs> yes yes then scroll on instagram or yeah oh, i mean or shows but sometimes they keep me up instead of making me fall asleep yes yeah. the book immediately it's like <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh, okay well gabby it was 
so nice talking to you and uh, I'm sure we'll talk more. Thank you for sharing with us all of your experiences and your advice. And I wish you really all the best in everything you do, in all the businesses you do, um, in your personal goals and your business goals. You really deserve the best. And uh, I'm really, I'm really excited what the future holds for you.